Thank you, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Practical Broker Podcast. Today, I'm very excited to have a longtime mentor of mine on the show, Michael Hughes. Um, Michael Hughes is a networking guru. I'd even say he's a networking genius. Um, he's an author, a speaker. Um, he's traveled internationally all over the world um, to be on stage. And has the he's one of the six people, I'm going to get this right, the Platinum... A, a platinum standing with the speakers organization. And uh, so I'm Chad Robinson. I'm your host of the Practical Broker Podcast and uh, also mortgage broker extraordinaire at Best Interest Mortgages. Um, so Michael, please uh, jump in here. And it's we're mid-COVID crisis. Um, I'd say we're uh, right now, depending on when you're listening to this podcast, we're at the tail end of May. And um, we've all been living and adjusting to this new world of everything being online and Zoom calls uh, constantly. And it made me think last, last week, um, and I think I wanna get some information out there to our, to our listeners and our clients and friends and how to really get better at this, you know? And, and then funny enough, I saw a post from Michael come across my desk and uh, like, oh my God. So we reconnected because we haven't talked in a few months. And, uh, and he's doing a whole bunch of online training courses and, um, that's quite incredible. So I'll let uh, Mike tell me about you. How did how did you get into the networking business? And um, that's you know you started doing these courses and coaching before people really were even in this space. Yeah. yeah. First of all, thanks, uh, uh, Chad. Appreciate being here. And, and you know, it's I'm like a lot of other people. I, I came I came into this really by 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 default as opposed to by design. Uh, you know, I tell people the peak of my corporate career, I was literally and figuratively fired into success. And, you know, when that happened, I did one of those, I'm mad as heck, I'm never taking this anymore. I'm starting my own business. And, mm -hmm. and so I floundered around for a few years. I remember sitting with one of my mentors and I was lamenting my situation. I was broke. I mean, nothing was working. And he looked at me and he said, Mike, you're a one person company. You got to get out there and network. You got to work your network. And now I was a middle-aged professional. I, I'd heard the word before and thought I understood what it was. But I took his message seriously and started to research this topic. And, and out of that, over the last 20 years, has, has come an entire framework, a body of knowledge, if you will, around uh, helping professionals understand what networking really is, how it works, and how, how to utilize it more effectively to build a business, to accelerate a career, or achieve more success in business and in life. And this is essentially all I do. I mean, I, I think about this, I research it, I, I, I live it, I, I, I teach it, I train it. And, and, you know, today it's, it's more important than ever. And that may seem counterintuitive to most folks, but, you know, networking is more important, more necessary, more valuable today in the environment we're living in than it ever has been. Absolutely. I 100% agree with you. It's, um, you know, and connecting with just having those connections and strengthening and deepening those connections are, um, are incredibly valuable. And people are with, I don't know about you, but I find lately as this isolation goes on, people are withdrawing more and more. Are you finding that? Hello, Michael, you there? I think we've lost it. Michael. Hopefully he'll reconnect in a second. Um, All right. All right, Michael. So, um, 
yeah, it was. It's really great to have you on, have you on the show. And and as we were mentioning, you've been your career has been teaching people how to network. And I guess really from my experience with you, it's all walks of life, right? You've you've trained executives and you've trained salespeople. Um, who typically do you find that ends up needing the most training and, and valuing from uh, the, learning how to network? Well. Chad, networking is a generic skill set, right, that we all use. Now, there's no question in the business world, uh, there's, there's more of a need, there's more, uh, there, there's more of an urgency for us to utilize that because one of the things we need to do as professionals, whether it's as executives, whether it's as entrepreneurs or business or sales professionals, is connect with other folks to get them to buy our products, to get them to refer us to others or get them to promote us to the marketplace. And, right. and so uh, it's one of those things that, that is generic, but needs to be customized to every environment. Because in the mortgage business, it may be a little different than the executive ranks. It may be a little different than in a corporate career. Right. So it's important to think in terms of the generic skill set in the context of the environment that we need to work in, whether it's, a, it's an industry association, whether it's a referral group, or whether just a general community that you belong to, are part of, or lead. Absolutely. I 100% agree. So, I mean, a lot of people are scared to network, right? They walk into a room and, and even the thought of walking into a room is just, you know, they get clammed up or are coming on a podcast or, you know, having the face-to-face networking. Um, how do you help people or what can, tips can you give people to overcome that initial fear? What's your strategy? Well, you know, one of, so one, one of the biggest things that, that, that people need to come to terms with, and I keep telling them it's not just you. 90% of professionals, I mean, there's research out there that confirms that over 90% of professionals are stressed when it comes to networking. And, and it's, it's got nothing to do with your personality. It's got nothing to do with who you are, how long your hair is, how good you look, how you're dressed. It's really more psychological. One of the things I've done, Chad, is research the psychology and the emotional pieces that are in the background of networking and what happens when we do it. And one of them is, is, is the way the brain works. And, and the brain is... is really geared around helping protect us. And uh, anytime our brain, uh, specifically the limbic brain, the reptilian brain they call it, which is the most powerful part of our brain, uh, uh, perceives that we are in danger, it will take steps to protect us. And you know, when you walk into a room of people that you don't know, uh, you know, you're looking around and your limbic brain says, wait a minute, I don't know these people, I'm unsure what's going on here. So it of course takes steps and it prepares you for the fight or flight syndrome, right? Mm -hmm. So when somebody walks up to you that you don't know, what's happening is you kind of step back a little bit and do that. My experience has been that becoming more aware of what's going on and why has a huge impact on being able to do it. Plus having a bit of a process to be able to help you through those first few seconds can be very helpful to you. The highest point of stress for most, if not all professionals, is that initial contact point when you walk into a room or someone walks up to you. And it's appreciating that that's normal and it's what's gonna happen. And once you get past that, what happens is the conversation can proceed normally. Absolutely. Now, you know, in this COVID era, there's gonna be a lot more online networking and, and you wrote a book specifically about online networking well before this crisis happened. Um, tell us a little bit about that and uh, what your book covers and, um, and then we can dive into some of the uh, chapters and, uh, and the techniques that you, that you described there. Yeah, well, you know, I was like everybody else when this whole thing hit a couple of months ago in, in that my business essentially was getting out face-to-face -face with folks, helping people understand how to connect with people, how to build relationships. And, and that happens in the real world. But all of a sudden, all those doors were closed. I mean, let's face it. 
I mean, you couldn't go out, you couldn't network. It seemed like the marketing, uh, the marketing vehicle that we all use is gone, it's done. But then I started rethinking it and said, you know, that's just not true because there is an incredible resource out there that all of us can take advantage of it. And that's the online networks we're all part of. And in my case, it was specifically LinkedIn. And so what I began to do was fall back on the fundamental principles that I, I talk to professionals about when we talk about networking more effectively, networking for results, which is my program, and transferring that to the online world. And people say, well, you know what, uh, whether it's the mortgage business, whether it's financial services, whether it's selling products, people say it's a face-to-face -face item. It doesn't matter. It's about the value that you have. You right. see, value transcends environment. Yeah. Value transcends environment. So when I realized that, I said, you know, for me, it's not really about being in front of people. It's sharing the process and the value that I have, which is transferable to an online network, which happens with everyone. Now, the problem with online networks is it's a different environment than we're used to. I mean, it's like you and I, Chad, sitting here in front of our monitors with the keyboard here. There's nobody else around. You lose the humanized factor there. So it calls for a radical shift in thinking and a shift in communicating to be able to understand and appreciate what you need to do to be able to connect with people, to communicate effectively, and build the collaborative relationships using an online network, uh, the same as a real life net network. And, and once I made that, that paradigm shift, that mindset shift, it became much easier for me. Now there's no question, this is a new arena, a different arena, and it takes skills to learn it. So understanding how to utilize the online networks like LinkedIn is a huge factor in not only surviving this time, but utilizing it as a springboard to actually thrive. Absolutely. You know, I couldn't agree with you more. And, and we've both been fans of LinkedIn for a while. And I think this, uh, this epidemic is really going to bring that into the forefront of an amazing platform for business. Well, it's the only thing we have left, Chad. I mean, you really, when you really think, think of, seriously, I mean, if you think about it, there, there's nothing else. You, I mean, you, you can't go out, you can't meet people. So it's all about what, how can you take advantage of the situation? You know, my experience has been anytime you identify a weakness, if you look at it from a different perspective, it can become an opportunity. So my recommendation to professionals is embrace online networks like LinkedIn, understand how they work, start getting more active on them, participate in them, and utilize them more effectively because you can use them to meet other professionals, to start conversations and to build relationships. And that's, that's a huge uh, gap for many professionals. And, and you know what? It's one of the biggest mistakes that they can wait, make. Absolutely. And, and you know, it, you said something really important there. It's making relationships, right? Networking is about building relationships and relationships are about, you know, helping each other and, and getting to know people, not just, you know, throwing up spam on a wall. Yes. A guy told me a long time ago, Chad, he said, he said success in business and life is all about relationships. Mm -hmm. and, and if you think about it, it's how we work. I mean, if you're selling Girl Guide cookies, I get it. Yes, it's a commodity. You can just say, give me a buck and take this. But if you're talking about value-based services like we all sell, it's important to understand that it's, it's building that relationship that causes the business. Doing business with someone or referring them is an outflow of a relationship. And so part of what I've done, a huge foundational piece of the networking philosophy and methodology that I speak to is about understanding how networking impacts relationship. And the, and the incredible thing is, is it can impact relationships online as much as offline. 
and and that that's a, a it's a it's a huge uh, shift for many people to think in terms of how can I utilize a, a, an online network like LinkedIn to build relationships. But you can and you must if you're going to succeed today. Because people are thinking, Chad, that within a couple of months, things will open up and things will go back to normal. They won't. We've got at least 12 months of this, if not longer. So if anybody's sitting back, getting ready to get ready to get back to work, they're, 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 it's, a, it's an exercise in marketing suicide. Absolutely. You know, it's uh, in my own business, I've leveraged it quite a bit where I've been relatively active on LinkedIn for a few years. And then I started doing these kind of podcasts and episodes. And, and what I've, what's really hit home for me on LinkedIn was that posting good content, connecting with people again, it's kind of just drawing that fence around the, the customers and the clients a little bit more. And like, oh, Chad, you know, I had a guy call me yesterday. He's like, I saw your post on this. And yeah, I've been thinking about, you know, I, I have all these townhouses I need to redo. And it was just that trigger to help build the relationship up a little bit more. Um, in your book, you talk about something called the power profile. What is that? Well, here's one of the things that, that, that I find, and in fact, it's one of the most common mistakes I see with professionals uh, when they're talking about being, being visible on a platform like LinkedIn, because it, it starts off with your profile, right? Your profile is what I call your online avatar. I mean, it's your, the perception of who you are. And I mean, it's like if I go to your profile, Chad, I mean, what I see there will, will really give me a perception or perspective, rightly or wrongly, about who you are, your professionalism, your competence, your integrity, your experience, your value. And, and one of the dichotomies about, about uh, LinkedIn is that initially it was started off as an executive search engine. When it first started off a number of years ago, executive search firms were using that to connect with executives. So there's a, a predominant misconception out there that a profile is like a CV. So most people list it as a CV. That's just not the way to do it. Your profile is a marketing tool. In fact, it's the foundational vehicle of your online marketing visibility. So I keep telling people that, that it needs to, first of all, project your value and your target market. See, people look at a profile and say, I'm gonna make it as generic as possible, so that way anybody who comes to my profile will look at it and wanna to, want to buy from me or hire me. It, it, the opposite is true. The more strategic it is, the more focused it is, and the more, the more aligned it is with the particular demographics that you wanna do business with, the easier it will be for people to recognize who you are and how you can help them when they get to your profile, either by accident or if you send them there, like utilizing the marketing communication like you're doing. So, yeah. so uh, I, 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 I always recommend to people that what they should want to do is, first of all, make sure that their, uh, their profile consistently promotes their, the value that they represent and the target market that they want to do business with and does that consistently throughout their whole profile from top to bottom. Everything on that profile should, should address, support, and sustain the value premise that they represent and who they want to do business with. Absolutely. So go more narrow and deep instead of just wide. Absolutely. See, people say, well, you know, I got to make my profile just so general. Listen, there are 760 million users on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. To think that people are going to go to your profile just in general and fall in love with you based on some bland uh, communication you have there about your career experience doesn't work. Your LinkedIn profile should be your most powerful. It's your online business card that should project your professionalism, your competence, and, and, your, and be transparent about the value that you rep represent and who you want to do business with. 
for sure. And there's been a lot of different opinions on, especially on LinkedIn. So LinkedIn, I find, is a bit of a, a very different network than, than some of the other ones that are more social, you know, like the Instagram and Facebook and, and even some of the, the newer ones. But how often do you think a person should be posting on LinkedIn? I know, I know this is more of a, a very nitty gritty kind of thing more than mindset, but um, I see people saying post multiple times a day or once a week. What, what's your feeling? Okay, so, so the bottom line premise here is if you're going to look at an online network like LinkedIn and you want to make it part of your business building strategy, because this isn't just about marketing, this is about building your business. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but I'm not on these platforms because I need more friends. Mm -hmm. I'm on there because it's a vehicle that will allow me to connect with my highest probability prospects. So, so I suggest to people that, that first of all, from, a, from an interaction standpoint, uh, you should be on the platform couple of times a day or a couple of times every second day okay and that I tell people uh, the success I've had like I generated over fifty thousand dollars worth of business in six months using this strategy this this formula if, if you will and and two to four 15 minute increments a day or every second day are enough to get the process going it's about consistency okay so you talk about posting stuff it doesn't need to be posting stuff it's being active I mean if, if you're not comfortable doing that right now you can just go in, look at the news feed, which is a scrolling list of articles that people put on there. You can like them, you can share them, you can comment on. That gets you interacting with other people. Now, once you get more active and get a little more confident and confident about the program, you can start posting information. Now, part of the problem is many people think posting information is really just about throwing stuff up there. And, and essentially, what I tell people when it comes to uh, posting articles and, and, and information, it's like passing the salt and pepper. Your visibility and credibility must go hand in hand. So anything you put on there, like you do, Chad, and you do an excellent job at it, has got to reinforce your value and speak to your target market. And once you start doing that on a consistent basis, and I suggest to folks, if you want to post to put articles up there, twice a week is plenty. Maybe do one on Tuesday, one on Thursday, one on Monday, one on Wednesday, one on Tuesday, one on Friday. And, but the, the key, the secret to success is doing it consistently. This is a marketing strategy. I mean, if you went to the radio station and said, listen, I, you know, I want, a, I want a marketing program. Will they say, we'll put you on the news in the morning for a week? Well, no, they'll say, we'll put you on for six months, right? That's how long it will take. These platforms are the same. Absolutely. You know, I found it was interesting with uh, the online strategy that we're doing in, for the, my brokerage is we have some very human side posting, you know, posts about our dogs and our cats and our kids and, you know, our staff and, and that kind of thing. And, and then I was putting that up on LinkedIn a little bit and it got almost no engagement. Um, those same posts on Instagram and Facebook got tons of engagement. Um, but the articles on LinkedIn that we're posting and the, the deep sort of stuff uh, tends to get really well connected on LinkedIn, but not on, uh, not on Facebook. So the, the different mediums really, um, I find really make a difference on, on what yeah, you're every one of these platforms is a different community. And I mean, there's more and more, you, you mentioned Instagram. I mean, there's TikTok they're talking about now, but essentially if we're talking business here, if we're talking about utilizing these platforms to help us uh, address and overcome the constraints we have now in this current, current environment, I always talk about the big three. The big three, the number one for me is LinkedIn, and I call that the ambassador's ball. It's formal, it's professional. The second one is Facebook, and Facebook I call the weekend house party. I mean, that's loosey-goosey, right? It, the line between personal and professional kind of is not there. And Twitter is like, 
uh, online speed networking, right? It's, it's business at 140 characters a minute. Now, the reality is every one of those platforms has a unique and individual community that mm -hmm. communicates in a different way. And the, 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 the key to success is not trying to be on the mall. It's choosing the platform, the community, the network that is most aligned with your target market. Now, I don't know about you, but I want to connect with executive decision makers and, and corporate professionals. So that's why I spend the majority of my time there. I, I'm not saying I'm not on Facebook because I am and I'm on Twitter. But I realized I couldn't be all things to all people. So I decided to go where my primary network is. And that's what I recommend to professionals. I 100% agree. Yeah, I've never got my head around Twitter. Like that's sort of an afterthought for us. But uh, just because I don't communicate that, you know, 140 characters to me is not not an easy thing for me to do. So you talk about in your one of the other chapters that, that really dives in when I was reading your book, which I thought was awesome, was clarifying your focus um, when it comes to your online presence. And you touched on a little bit about you know, who's your who's your defined client um, or who's your perfect prospect. Um, how do you guide your sort of clients and mentees through that to help define that? Yeah, I, 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 excellent point, because it, it, it you know. An online network like LinkedIn can be really intimidating to folks. It really can. And, and, and I know when I first got started, I mean, I, was, I, I wasn't sure where to go, what to do. And, and so the first thing I did, by the way, was I just started responding to requests to, to connect. And, and, and so that got me started engaging with people. But then, and so that gave me a lot of success. And I have a whole strategy around that. But at some point, I said to myself, you know what? I'm just, I'm just picking the low-hanging fruit here with these people who are reaching out to me. I, if I want to build my business, I want to have an outbound business building strategy. And I said, well, how do I do that? Well, the first thing I could do is just send out reams and reams of invitations to, to connect and, and like throwing spaghetti against the wall. I said, that's not going to work. So I said, what I need to do is be more strategic. So the very thing, the thing I did, and I suggested to everyone uh, on this call that wants to get better and, and get more results from this, is take a piece of paper and just put it on your desk in front of you and write down what are the primary markets that you want to do business with? What are the industries that you feel that you, you're aligned with? What are the companies that you want to connect with? What is the demographic of the person who hires you? And in fact, what are some of the names of the influencers in your business that you want to keep, keep an eye on? So in my case, when it was markets, it was, it was technology, it was financial services and not-for-profit. When it came to industries, it was associations, it was insurance. It was financial uh, uh, financial services companies like banks. When it came to companies, I put down the names: Dell, I put down Sun Life, I put down uh, uh, Scotia Bank. When it came to demographics, I said, "Who is the decision maker who would hire me?" And in my case, it's usually a VP of, of sales or a regional uh, district uh, director or an executive director. So I put down those titles, and then I put down actual names of people that I knew. So I had that in front of me. So every day when I went in and I checked the news feed, because that's what we do, right? You open up LinkedIn and that news feed is scrolling by and you kind of scroll down for a little bit. So having that list in front of me, I could cherry pick those people that I felt were the most obvious connections for me. And what I would do is reach out to them. Now, now you might say, well, why would they want to connect with you? Well, there's a couple of things. First of all, if they're active on the platform, if they're posting like you, if they're responding or commenting to things, they grasp the concept. They understand how it works. So if you reach out to them, what's the first thing they're going to do? The first thing they're going to do is they're going to go to your profile. 
That's why it's so important and necessary for your profile to reflect the value and target market that you want to re represent. When they go to your profile, they will look at your profile and say, wow, wait a minute now, this guy is you know, pretty active in the mortgage business. You know, he's got a lot of experience. He's very successful. Yeah, sure, I'll connect with him, which starts the relationship moving forward. Yeah. So when it comes to reaching out, you need to be very careful. You see, I have, let me give you just a little anecdotal thing. I have a, uh, a colleague who just called me about a week ago and he said, Michael, he said, I need to talk to you because I got in trouble. I said, what do you mean? He said, well, you know, you were talking about LinkedIn and, and, and he said, I thought it'd be real neat. So he said, an easy way for me was just to take my connection list and go to those people and start inviting all of their connections. And you see LinkedIn with the, with the very intricate algorithms they have, within three days picked up the fact that he was just spamming all these people and they put him in purgatory. Okay. They told him he could not reach out to people for a month. So you need to be very careful. That's why it's important to be strategic to make sure you're reaching out to the right people and you understand how do you do that in an ethical and in a professional manner. Absolutely. For sure. And so, you know, starting with the profile and I guess even before that, like you said, starting with that defined customer, you know, who's your target market and then craft your profile a little bit around that. Um, and, and then, so what I'm hearing is you're really the first step is just engaging with people, right? Having that conversation, like you said, liking their post, um, and, and then what's the next step from that? What, what should people do? Well, yeah, so, 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 so uh, one of the first things, so, so let me give you the, the chronology and we can stop with where you want to go. First thing is, is having your, pro, having, being confident your profile projects value and aligns with your target market. That's the first thing. The second thing is, is to have a clear focus on who you want to connect with. Once you have those two pieces, you know, when you start reaching out to people and, and you send them to your profile, which you're going to go, get it going. So what happens is once you start doing that, what happens is, is you can entice the marketplace to do that. And you want to get active on it. Now, I got to tell you, Chad, I, I found that there are some obstacles for many professionals. I mean, we sit here and talk about this and maybe a lot of the people listening to this are saying, you know, well, that's nice, but you know, I tried it, it won't work for me. And that's just not the case, but there are obstacles that we as professionals have to deal with. The first one is, is the actual platform itself. I found that many, if not most professionals just are not conversant with how to utilize a platform like LinkedIn effectively. The bottom line, basic, the mechanics of using the, the, the platform. So I always ask people, I say, what's your, what's your competent level, co competence level on a scale of one to 10, one being, I don't know anything about this and 10, I'm a pro, where do you sit? And if you're less than eight, I tell people, you've got to start getting better at it. You've got to start taking those baby steps to make it work. The second one is the environment. Because this is different than face-to-face, -face, it calls for a different type of communication. And most of us are used to communicating electronically, right? by a text. And people say up to 80% of communication today is electronic. And that's good news, bad news, because it tends to have a bias for brevity, right? We want to get in, get out, get it done, get the message, get going. But the problem is when we communicate with other human beings, we don't communicate like that. You need to communicate emotion. You need to communicate empathy. You need to communicate a human perspective. So that's right. a big shift for a lot of people. So it's about recognizing that you need to change your communication methodology for this environment because that's what stimulates the relationship. And the third thing is, is it's a basic fear, Chad. A lot of us, I mean, we have fear of rejection. I mean, it's a big fear for us. Fear of embarrassment. We're not sure of the social etiquette, how to do it. And I always suggest that people start with baby steps. So you're absolutely right. 
it's getting on the platform and just reaching out to people, whether it's just liking something, whether it's just commenting on something, it's sharing. Because as soon as you do that, what happens is, is your name starts to get out there. And when you do it on an ongoing basis, you will find people will reach out to you. It's all about engaging people in conversation. Absolutely. For sure. So you get the engagement. So you start by commenting and, um, and then what would you small post you thinking, or you think people should move to more articles? What's the more advanced version? Okay. So, so, so let's, we've talked about mark, marketing strategy and, and you're obviously doing this really well. So anybody who wants to know how to do this should just watch what you're doing. They can emulate that. But if we talk about the fundamental premise of why we're on that platform, it's to connect with more prospects, it's to build more business and generate more referrals. Right. And that's all about building relationships. We, we alluded to that. Okay. And, and you see what happens is once you connect with someone, there's a misconception that a connection equates to a relationship. And that's just not true. It, it's like going to that first dance when you were in high school and seeing that good looking girl across the hall and going over to ask her to dance and being out on the gym floor with her, right? In that first dance, what did you want? You, you, wanted, you, wanted, to, you wanted what? You wanted her phone number because you wanted a second date, right? What did she want? She wanted to feel appreciated. She wanted to, 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 to feel comfortable. She wanted to feel safe. That's how relationships start. So rather than thinking if you reach out to someone and they say, yes, I'll connect with you, saying to yourself, okay, they want to connect. I've seen their profile. I know how I can help them. And let's talk business. It's important to understand that relationships take time. They need to be nurtured and they require investment. We mm -hmm. buy people first, ideas next, and things last in that order. So counterintuitive as it sounds, what I tell people is, if you want to build your business using an online platform like LinkedIn, take your business agenda, put it in your back pocket, and connect with that person and build a relationship by using a personal perspective, by building context. So what was that you said? People first. Ideas next. Yeah. And things last in that order. Always. That's, that, that's awesome. That should be the title of a new book. <laughs> because you see now, when you look at, at, at the, you know, the journey that we're on in this conversation, Chad, you're at the point where I tell people, this is the weakest link in the whole business building strategy with online networks is, mm -hmm. is transitioning from that initial contact, the exchange of electronic business cards, which yeah. is the agreement to connect and moving to that conversation to start building a relationship. And it's like the dating process. I mean, I can't put it any more graphically than that. Yeah. I mean, you know, people want to date before they get engaged. And so it's important that you do that. And if you think in terms of, of when you think in terms of the business relationships that you're involved in, how long does it normally take to go from contact to client? In my case, it's three to six months. Right. So I need to be prepared to build those relationships. And relationships are about three things, Chad. They're about trust value and contribution, yeah. trust, value, contribution. So it's important and necessary for anyone listening to this call that is interested in building relationships using these platforms that they inject in their connection and their communication, mm -hmm. these three components every single time. It takes time. It does take time. You know, it's, it's, it, you must get it too. You know what? My inbox gets spammed all the time on LinkedIn and it's, you know, connection and then, you know, buy my product from whatever third world country they're trying to sell from. And, yeah. and it's just right to that, you know, right to the product instead of let's have a discovery conversation. Yeah. And, and you see online chat people, 
their radar is up, right? And, and so they're watching for these things. What's his agenda? Where's she coming from? What does she want? So the more you can come from 180 degrees different, I use words like share, contribute, help, support. See, that communication, that written communication translates to the other person. There's an emotional connection that you build there. And, and the wonderful thing about uh, online networks like LinkedIn is that you have access to incredible amount of information through a person's profile. So when you reach out to someone and they agree to connect with you, you can go back to their profile and there's all kinds of information there about their background, about their interests, about things they're involved in, about the philanthropic pieces they're involved in. You can use all those to get it going. See, see here's the analogy I use, Chad. Online, there's what I call relationship inertia, right? Because the only thing you have is the person's profile. And, and when you reach out to them, you're taking that, that relationship pendulum and you're kicking it over to one side. And when they respond and agree to connect, they, they send it back. So it's all about getting that pendulum swinging back and forth until you get to a point where you can speak to them live. My primary objective, anytime I reach out to someone that I think would have potential for me, for my business or my life, is to build the relationship, get, get that pendulum swinging and get them to speak to me live via Zoom, via phone, or in the old world, face to face. Right. Because so you what, when you... Oh, go ahead. When you Sorry. connect with someone face to face, that's when the real selling can start, right? Yeah, 100%. So do you go through and like purge your LinkedIn of, of the connections that you haven't talked with face to face? Or do you think people should kind of collect their LinkedIn connections? Yeah, no, that's, uh, you know, people talk about going through and they call it pruning your, 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 your network. And there's no question if you want to do that, you, you can do that. I prefer to look at my LinkedIn uh, network as a database of, 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 of potential. And, and so, I mean, I've got 5,500 connections. I mean, that's more connections that I'm ever going to use. But yeah. the issue is all of those people have a predetermined connection with me. Mm -hmm. And whether it's about my products, my services, my programs, my life, they're all available to me. And it's amazing to me how every once in a while someone will pop up and, and get going. And, you know, as I evolve and as they evolve, they may not be able to be of service to me today or want to do business with me today. But six months from now, two years from now, when they get that promotion, when they move to another city, when they transition to a new career, there may be an opportunity for them. So it's all about continuing to grow and expand the network and allowing it to evolve as you as you grow your business. Absolutely. When I need an amazing guest for the uh, for the podcast, you know, the uh, so one of the things I noticed are you help coach your clients into crafting messages that work for them. And you've alluded to it already, but that introductory, you know, I wouldn't say email, but that LinkedIn email, that in mail, um, you know, instead of just saying, I would like to connect with you, where you're talking about giving and value. Um, what are some of the tips on that initial one or two emails? Um, to reaching out and building, starting that relationship off the right way. Yeah, and, and I, you know, I've got to tell you, Chad, when, when I first uh, had this epiphany a number of years ago, because what we're talking about is not something that I, I've just, has just come to mind in the last few months. I mean, this is a program that, that the genesis happened about eight years ago. And, and so when I initially really got involved in this, and, and I'm, you know, I, I'm a pretty intense guy. When I first got involved in this, uh, I, I went all in, and so, I got to tell you that I started reaching out strategically to people and over a period of months, I literally send out, sent out thousands of requests to connect messages, right? Mm -hmm. 
and 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 so uh, when people agree to see the sending out the message to connect is not it's not the I shouldn't say it's not the important but it's not the most important piece. If if you're reaching out to the right people, if your profile is strong, you can probably just send a request to connect to that person. They will automatically go to your profile, see your profile, and will more often than not agree to connect. So so that's that's a, a pretty that's a pretty easy step. The more important step is the one after that where they agree to connect because you want to take that relationship. Remember the pendulum. You want to get that pendulum swinging. Yep. That's the communication that has the most impact. That needs to, to 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 is the one that really will dictate where the relationship goes. And so I've sent out literally thousands of those messages. And what I found, Chad, is there are three topic areas that generate more response than others. Um, would you would you would you like to know what they are, Chad? Yeah, please. I'm dying, actually. I'm really curious. Okay. So, so the first one, of course, is the one we normally think of, and that's what I call industry. And that's that's a professional link you have with that person. Like in my case, for example, if I'm reaching out to a, to a, 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 a regional VP of a bank, and, and, and so they agree to connect, I, I, might, I might send them a note that would say, you know, hi, Chad, thanks for the privilege of being part of your LinkedIn network. Uh, just did a program for uh, Susan Henderson in the Northwest region. Uh, I'd love to have a chat and share some of the insights I had to see if it could be of service to your team. Okay. You hear the okay. words I used? So that's the first one. That's the one that we normally think of, right? The alignment with business. But it's not necessarily the only one or the best one. The second one is what I call geography. And geography is the, the, the geographic region that we live in, right? And, and so... so uh, uh, Malcolm Gladwell, in his book, uh, talk, his book Blink, talks about uh, uh, context as being a powerful, one of the most powerful connection points for people. And there's no, most of us work in a geographic region, right? I mean, you're in the Ottawa area, and people listening maybe in other, like Kingston or whatever, and, and most of us do business in a geographic region. So it stands to reason that that geographic connection is a powerful attraction point. And so one of the messages I might send to those people might be, uh, hi, Chad, thanks for the privilege of being part of your LinkedIn network. As a past chair of the Ottawa Board of Trade, I'm quite active in our business community. Love to have a quick chat and see how I could be helpful to you. You notice the words I used, okay? Yeah, very powerful. So there's, I talked about industry, I talked about geography, and the third one is affinity. And affinity is something in that person's profile that is unrelated to business, unrelated to anything professional, but is a connection point with that person. It could be leisure, it could be family, it could be career, it could be education, it could be anything. Mm -hmm. and, and so, and so, you know, that one might be, uh, hi, Chad, thanks for the privilege of being part of your LinkedIn network. Uh, I noticed that you, um, I, I noticed that you, you, uh, you, uh, you read the book Blink by Malcolm Gladwell. I have to tell you, it was one of the foundational pieces uh, of, of, my, of my entire methodology. Love to have a quick chat and chat about how this book has benefited both, both of us. So, so I'm, talking about, I'm talking about industry, geography, and affinity. Now, right. all three work. And, and, and the responses I've just given you, and I've got a set of scripts in the book that I, I share with people about the ones that work for me. All three work, but one of the three works better than the other two. Hmm. Can you guess which one it is? Affinity? Industry, geography, affinity. I'm saying affinity. Okay. It's geography. Ah, okay. Geography is the one that has the strongest bonding agent. I'm not saying the other two don't work. They do. Yeah. 
But I'm just saying more often than I found I've had more success with that. And I, I share that with you and, and the listeners, Chad, so that everyone can understand that, that starting a relationship, I mean, as soon as you and that person agree to connect, the relationship starts, but it's very fragile. And taking it to that next step is crucial to moving the relationship forward. And the words you used, the way it's written, the, the context that you come from, and the, and the humanized perspective, the emotion and intent that you right. project in that written conversation has a huge impact on the other person. Absolutely, I can't be your 100% right. Um, that's great. It seems like, you know, in some of these things are very, seem like common sense, but not to overwhelm the clients that, or people listening. If you go back to it, right, it, it's a very systematic process that I don't think takes a ton of time to get going from, from our conversations and from doing it myself. So where people should be starting at what? Profile, right? You know, taking it back to the start. Yeah. Here's, I, I tell people there's, there's what I call the five C's of, mm -hmm. of online networking success. First one is clarity, being clear about your purpose, having a plan, making sure your profile is right. Mm -hmm. The second C is courage. Courage is being willing to reach out no matter what the small step is. The third one is creating engagement because reaching out with someone is the first step. But unless and until you translate that into uh, get that pendulum swinging, start the relationship moving forward, nothing happens. The fourth one is commitment. And if it is about relationships, relationships take time, they need to be nurtured, they require investment. So it's a commitment to be willing to take those relationships and move them forward. And I tell people 90 days. I, when, when I connect with someone on an online platform like LinkedIn, and I, I'm serious about building a relationship with them because I can help them, they can help me, whatever it is. <clears throat> I'm willing to commit for 90 days. And so that's the fourth one. The fifth one is collaboration. See, I've made up my mind that when I connect with someone, there's more than one way we can help one another. Right. And again, online, most people look at this from a linear perspective. It's a one, one dimensional track, right? It's prospecting to get that one client. If you don't fall into my preconceived notion of what a prospect is, like I'm going to drop you like, like, like a stone. And, and I found just as you're saying here today, where you and I have reconnected to support your community, utilizing my area of focus to help you share with them some value, we can all help one another. So when I talk about building collaborative relationships, I talk about, yes, getting clients. And I can tell you and tell everybody listening, that if they have the courage and commitment to implement this strategy, they will find clients who want and need the product and service they have, no question. But Absolutely. to me, that's just a tip, tip, tip of the iceberg. Far more important is the qualified referrals they'll get from people who will be happy to refer them to their family, to their friends and their colleagues once they become more aware of their integrity, their professionalism, and their uh, competence. The third one is opportunities. And I mean, opportunities are everywhere, right? And, and, and the issue is when you connect with someone, uh, especially a new contact, they will see opportunity in you that you have never seen. Why? Because they see you in a different light. Just as you saw my post last week and you said, geez, there's a way that Michael could help me. And so that happens all the time. And the last one is resources. I mean, most of us are a one person sales force, one person business. And, and so we can, we can all help, help one another. So that's essentially where I come from. Clarity courage, creating engagement, commitment, and collaboration. Absolutely. Sounds easy when you say it fast, Chad. It does sound neat. And that's pure gold. Like, 
you know, what I was laughing at the LinkedIn course you're, you're talking about years ago, eight years ago. I think I took it about seven years ago in person with you. And uh, when you really jump into it, it's, uh, it's amazing how much and how much value it's given to me in my networking career. Um, and I know we could probably talk all day and, you know, keep going into, you know, a master's level class of network. Um, so where can clients and people listening find out more about you? How do they connect with you? Obviously on LinkedIn. So what should they do to search you? And um, how do they connect to find out about your book and your courses? And what's the next step for people that want to learn more about um, what you do and what you offer? Well, it, it, I was thinking about that when I come on. What, how, how could I add value to your community? And, you know, I got to tell you, I mentioned one of the weakest links for folks is those, those creating engagement scripts. And so anyone listening to the call that would like a, a sample or a copy of the scripts that I use, I'm happy to send it to them at info at networkingforresults.com. That's my email address, info at networkingforresults.com. If they just send me a little email message with SCR or script in the subject line, I'm happy to send them the templates that I do that. Uh, separate from that, I mean, it's my website, networkingforresults.com. That's my, that's my philosophy, my methodology. That's been my claim to fame, uh, www.networkingforresults.com. And uh, my, my products are there, all kinds of products, services, and coaching programs I do. So. That's great. And of course, connect with you on LinkedIn and follow you. I know you do webinars as well occasionally and, um, and watch what you're posting as well. Hey, absolutely. And, and uh, you know, uh, by the way, just as a, a party point here, uh, the new webinar I have is called How to Network and Build Your Business When You Can't Leave Home. And it's had a huge success. So anyone listening to this that would like to be part of that, if you just include that in the email, I'd be happy to sign them up for the next webinar. Absolutely. That's great. Well, Michael, thank you so much for being on this podcast and show with us. Um, so for our listeners, definitely reach out to Michael, connect with him on LinkedIn, go to his website. Um, I would encourage you to read all of his material and listen to anything he does because I've learned um, so much about networking from this man. And, and really, he's a genius. It's absolutely incredible. Um, Michael, thank you so much for agreeing to be on the show. And uh, and I look forward to meeting you in person uh, at one of the events, hopefully in the near future. Thanks, Chad. Pleasure to be here. Thank you.